0: It is not your fault, and it is not my fault that I write. I would never become before you in the position of a complainant for doing something that I must do. of the writer's podcast thank you so much as always for tuning in showing love and enjoying join us wherever you are on whatever dsp that you are listening to this on our next guest is somebody who i've just recently met online at the most a couple months ago but ever since i've had a chance to you know meet him and check out his work i've, I've become a fan since then this young man His pen is very dynamic, whether we're talking about interviews, reviews, and much more. I mean, he had a really dope interview with Jay Versace. come out earlier this month for Vibe magazine. And again, this is somebody who I really respect, whose work I'm really enjoying. And again, this young man has a very dynamic pen that's only getting stronger as time goes on. We got the one and only Jordan Rose in the building. What's going on, man?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you for having me. Now, That was one heck of an intro. That, that, that was impressive. That was impressive.
0: I, 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 have a, I have a thing for that. You know, people love when I do their, <laughs> their intros for them. It's only right. It's coming from love. It's coming from love. Uh, exactly. As we get into this, you know, Jordan, this has been my favorite question to ask my peers for those that's done the show so far. What were your earliest writing memories? What made you get into writing amongst the many things that were potentially of your interest?
1: man um it's actually funny i was just talking to my friend about this literally like an hour ago um i feel like because with me i had always been involved in like spoken word and poetry so i had a first well actually no even even going further uh back than that i had when i was young had like a not like a real speech impediment I'm, i'm gonna say a fake speech impediment where it's like i i could Like, I didn't have like a list for a stutter or anything, but I, it would be hard for me to put words together. So my mom Uh. made me do oratory class, like speech learning, basically memorizing speeches and then um, delivering those speeches in front of people. So that is what helped me learn how to put my words together and help me memorize stuff really well. And then that kind of led into me doing a lot of spoken word um from those oratory classes and just kind of delivering um things of that nature performances and just kind of writing in that way um i'd always loved creative writing so writing in that way <clears throat> kind of then just naturally developed into me um writing about music and culture because i'd always listened to music obviously i always consumed that and then when i realized you know i have a lot of thoughts about this stuff that i would love to Uh put out in a way that wasn't necessarily just in a poem but more so just like in writing um that's basically just what i did you know first just writing on my own just writing music reviews and album reviews on stuff that i like um and just giving my opinion on it and then starting to do more research and then you know putting more fact-based stuff out about the stuff that i like um and that's kind of how that's what really got me into it. Really.
0: Mm-hmm. And who was that artist, if you remember? Who was that artist or that project that really made you take that jump into, all right, I'm, I'm finally going to put my words to the pad here and express how I feel about this artist or this project? Who was it or what was it in particular?
1: Oh, Born Center, J. Cole. Look, I, I'm, uh, a Cole, all right. I'm a Cole Scholar, a Cole Stan. You know that is true.
0: That is very true.
1: I know a lot of, like, cold things, you know, There's we fall in a lot of different spectrums when it comes to our favorite project, you know, a lot of people 2014 voices some drive, some of you know, Sideline Story and, and uh, Friday Night Lights before that. Me, man, is really born center. Like, I remember, what was it, summer 2013? Don't don't fact-check me. It, it, it might not be 2013. It was 13. It remember. was 13. Yeah, summer 2013, I remember. Because he dropped the album the same day as Kanye. This is a born-album, i like, Kanye, listen. I remember listening to that project front to bottom every single day. I would literally like sit, play True k while listening to that album front to back every single day that summer. And I just loved it so much that I had to talk about it. And beyond just talking about it to my friends, I had to write about it because I just had just so many thoughts surrounding it. And you know, that album is what really, I'd say, got me into writing about music and, uh-uh. and dissecting it in another way besides just, oh, I think this is fire. Oh, I like, but beyond like the surface level dissecting the music, you know, what I mean, so that yeah. was definitely the one. Sure.
0: No, nah, and honestly, that doesn't even surprise me because, again, even from our brief time, I, I know you're a big J. Cole fan. I know that's your guy. Definitely. But that was a great day in hip-hop. That was Cole. That was Kanye. That was Mac Miller. Like, that was real. crazy. And I remember we celebrated when, I think, at one point, Cole jumped Kanye for, like, the number one spot for, like, mm-hmm. the best-selling album. And that, and that album, for me, personally, is still... I think arguably my favorite J. Cole album to this day. Like, Born Sinner goes, man, seven years later. And the yeah. one thing I've noticed about your, your writing style, man, is I always found that you've been able to really balance between facts and opinion. And you're able to do mm-hmm. so in a way in which it, it creates a very smooth flow throughout your stories. And you have a thing for the little details. Like, to even reference Appreciate your Jay Versace that. piece that was uh, published by Vibe, even just the beginning of it, like Jay Versace doesn't care about what you thought he was or where you think he was. And it's like those type of lead ups I've noticed in your story. And I appreciate that, man, because it's like, I'm the same way too. Like I love a good lead into a story or into whatever it is. You know, how did you develop that ability over the years to which in a way that's, that's your style. That's how you like to kick it off. That's how, even if I didn't see the author name myself or others could be like, hey, this is a Jordan Rose story.
1: Look, I appreciate that, man. And I feel like, again, it kind of stemmed back to um, poetry in a way. It's like, because even when, like, when you're crafting a poem, like, you always want to have that hook, you know what I mean? Like, the hook from, like, when I was learning how to write and learning how to write creatively, the hook was always the most important thing. You know, as opposed to like argumentative writing or persuasive writing, like creative writing is always that hook. So, you know, I try to focus and hone in. Honestly, for me, I would sometimes even I write kind of crazy when I when I'm actually writing, like sometimes yeah, I yeah. To write the body of my work first and then because i can't think of the hook yet like the hook is so important to me and just that intro was so important to me that it has to be my favorite part of the entire piece for the most part the hook and how i end it and lead into whatever i'm talking about so i oftentimes would leave that to the end if i can't think of think of it on the spot or if i'm in like a moment of like creative just function it, it'll come first but that's really what takes the most time is that that intro uh, because it has to reel you in, you know what I mean? It can't just, you can't just flatly lead somebody into an article so they're not gonna really, or else they're not gonna really feel um, motivated to read the rest of it. So, you know, that's how I try to get people invested into the work that I write is through that kind of that
0: intro, for real. And I definitely wanna follow up with you about that because I think. And this is why I've loved this project so far, because it's like it's really allowing me to like the way I've been able to do with sports and music. From what you may have seen from like my tweets or my articles, like I really like to get into the X and O's of this. And it's like talking about structure, just hearing that like the body of work for you is what's important. Like the meat and potatoes, it's like you're able to take care of that. Then it's like, all right, I I can figure out my intro. I can figure out my outro. I can figure out maybe how to realign this, which is interesting to me because I'm I'm straight up a top to bottom. Like I just gotta get going. Like I know where I want to go. But it's interesting to hear that. So I would definitely love for you to elaborate on that more, man, when it comes to just the structure of your writing, how you do focus on what is the meat and potatoes, so that if Mm. you can knock that out, then you could go, how do I wanna start it off and how do I wanna finish it?
1: Not nah, definitely, man. Uh, look, it's like, it's a puzzle, damn near because it's like, for me, when I'm writing, oftentimes, like either my brain will just be all over the place with like different ideas that honestly, I think, I think I do it because I don't want to forget something that is dope that I'm writing, but it's not immediately wow. uh, in, important to the flow of the story. So sometimes I'll think about something that's going to be that I'm going to mention ahead that I don't want to forget. So I literally just write out the entire like paragraph and I just kind of put it to the bottom and then keep writing whatever whatever and then at the end I try to puzzle I puzzle piece damn near half the time some of the parts of the story together to where they fit and if some pieces just don't fit they don't fit um but it's just because literally I'll think of something that just I can't forget so I have to type it like I I I can't think of an immediate story that comes to mind but I do that a lot. Like, I do that yeah. very often. Honestly, nah, I can I can. It's not even, um, it wasn't even a music story, so I write for Complex uh, a lot on the music side, but I also write a lot on the pop culture side, or at least I started yeah. writing a lot on the pop culture side. And one of the first big um, solos, one of the first big bylines that I got was, it was the 20th anniversary of this movie called The Iron Giant, like this classic- okay. Uh, animated movie that I really loved when I was a kid, and so for its 20th anniversary, I wanted to write about how that movie affected my childhood because it's like this kid movie that has these really profound and impactful ideas in it that's not meant for a kid's movie. Like the idea of like everything having a soul. It's a really great movie. You haven't seen it? Go check out that movie. But when I was writing that, I had so many memories and ideas and thoughts around it that I just literally just wrote, just wrote, 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 wrote in different chunks and pieces. And then at the end, I pieced all of that together um, and it came out really dope. I literally wrote that a year ago, almost a year ago in July, I think I wrote that. All right, happy um, anniversary. Yeah, I love that story. Um, And that, that was one of those cases where... It was just kind of, I don't do that all the time. I don't want people to think I'm just, I just be winging it. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't do it all the time, but sometimes definitely it, that's just, that's just a part of my process in, in terms of writing. It's just kind of like, it's really a puzzle that you got to put together.
0: Mm-hmm. And I want to speak with you about your pace. You know, all of us writers, we all work at different frequencies. So mm-hmm. some of us work and are constantly releasing things on, on a daily basis. I... You know, some mm -hmm. of us do weekly basis, some do monthly. But when you're in a position where regardless of your frequency, you are consistent and you're always working. And in your case, you have platforms that you write for. So you could be handling a variety of assignments. How do you, Jordan, manage yourself on a day-to-day basis from the very beginning of a pitch slash developing a concept to actually Mm. making it happen to, of course, crossing the finish line?
1: Definitely. I mean, that's still something I'm working on finding balance with because it's like I'm blessed to be in a position where I write weekly because I write for uh, the Complex News team. So it's like literally, you know, I have so I have an outlet where I will write something all the time, right? So, but like Uh news pieces aren't like your regular pieces. Obviously, they're much shorter. Take about an hour to write. So it's like those. That's that's a different type of writing. So. But that just keeps me in shape. Like, that is what keeps me in shape. And then when it comes to, like, pitching, features, interviews, et cetera, et cetera, it's really kind of based on, you know, because I'm writing on news, I'm always in the loop with what's going on. Um, and I try to, I used to try to keep myself on a much, like, on a too frequent schedule. Like, I used to try to pitch, like, a feature. Every week to a different editor, and that was way too much. So right. now I've kind of I'm still working on it, but I'm finding a balance and like you know, trying to find that natural place and that yeah. natural or natural more natural pictures rather than like forcing it. Like, if an anniversary is coming up, but it's kind of not relevant to anything, or if if I just see an anniversary, like before I used to just see anniversaries, like I have like a whole uh tentpole calendar of anniversaries notable dates et cetera, et etc i'd almost force it and try to find a pitch for the anniversary rather than have a pitch already and then just try to fit it where the most relevant peg would be you know what i mean 100%. it looks like um that was a challenge that i've been i worked around and i've been working on um but to just kind of answer your question i mean I don't know, it's, I think it's really, really slept on and really, really hard to find a healthy balance of not pitching too much, but not pitching too little. Um, because mm. obviously, I feel like, I saw a tweet about this the other day. It's like, being a journalist is like, feeling like everyone
0: hates you all
1: the time. Because it's like, when you're pitching I mean, to God, I editors, think I, know. I think
0: I know the tweet you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it's like, cause when you're pitching to editors, it's like, you know, if you don't get a response, it's not personal, you know, editors get pitches from uh, journalists all the time, but it feels personal when you don't get a response. Uh-huh. To it, and it hurts when you just don't, when you get ghosted or if, you know, get a pitch denied or et cetera, et cetera, or you're like, you get a pitch greenlit, but then you don't hear back from the editor in a long time. So you don't want to drag it and like blow yeah. up the email, but at the same time, you don't want your pitch to get lost in the sauce. Like it's a, it's so hard. It's so hard to balance. and. I don't even know if there's a true, true healthy balance, but I mean, I'm yep. doing the best that anybody can, you know, I'm working on it, like we all are. That's right,
0: right. Like, we, we all yeah. are, and I think it, it even ties into just when, even if you're not in like that pitching uh, aspect of your writing career, and you're more so in the position where it's like, all right, I can really come up with my own concepts and write. Like that's something I've experienced independently or when writing with other platforms, it's still a matter of like, all right, how do you pace yourself? How do you really Mm -hmm. focus on what's important? Like what should be written about why? Like, and I've noticed that when it comes to the why, it's bigger than just, okay, why? Like it's another why, like how does it all make sense? How does it all add up? And Mm -hmm. it leads me to this next question I got for you, Jordan, my last one for you, which is just as a young writer – who is coming up during a time where I think more than ever writing is just extremely popular. And it's something that's different for me to see because I'm not that old. I'm maybe a handful of years older than you. I don't know. I'm 27. So Mm -hmm. I I, I've been writing since I was in high school, but it's like, I've seen writing go through waves where it was extremely popular to people look down upon it, like writing. But now Mm -hmm. it's like, Everybody has the medium page. Everybody Mm -hmm. is joining different communities and doing all of these things, which is fun to see. But as somebody who is a part of this evolving world of writing where everybody wants to jump into it, everybody is doing it, and you're finding your voice, your image, how are you doing in terms of making sure that you not only stand out, but make sure you're comfortable?
1: Yeah, man. I mean – you know, it's definitely tough because I agree. I think it's a really saturated field right now. Um, saturated with, like, it, it's, it sucks because it's, like, super saturated, but there's also, like, three staff writing positions on most publications. So it's, like, you yeah. know, I feel like as, you know, freelancers, I feel like a lot of us, almost, almost all of us, you know, we a lot of us have, like, you know, our publications that we write for frequently, regularly, whatever. But then uh-huh. it's like I, 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 or I at least feel like my goal is to be a staff writer eventually, right? And yeah. that's tough because there's like so few positions,
0: so few, so brothers. many so of them. So few,
1: and yeah, and like this is a very unconventional field where it's like it's not like a business where it's not like business where you know if I'm a stockbroker or something, it's like there's very clean cut ways to climb the ladder to get uh-huh. up in, in that world, right? Like, there's not really uh, a roadmap for this. Like, there's no, like, you know, you do this, this, and this for this X amount of years and you'll get this, position. this, nah, there's none of that. So, you know, it's like, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's, it's a labor of love sometimes to, you know, do, like, write something, especially if you're writing something on your own time, on your own dollar, like if you're just self-publishing, just to get content that you feel like is important out there. Yep.
0: because
1: oftentimes the people who decide and dictate what's important and what's not important, maybe just one person, one editor. One editor can decide if your pitch is relevant or not relevant. And it and it doesn't even matter if it is or isn't, it's just their decision. So it's like, you know, navigating that with more and more people joining the space is hard. Um, but at the same time, I do think this is a beautiful space, um, where people who we just meet people. Like I met you literally just from being in the same journalist space, engaging with the same type of content, you're able to collaborate. And I think that's super important. I think creativity cannot live in a vacuum. You know, I don't think Mm. you can make something and create something just tunnel vision in like, like. It's not like music. I mean, I you know it is like music. You know, yeah. it's not like beat making. Like you, it's like Kanye said. You know, making five beats a day for three summers. You know, you can't be in a room and make five pitches a day for three summers just without talking or interacting with anybody. You know, you. I feel like engaging with people, being inspired all by is. people, exactly like that is huge. Just to your approach to your pitches to seeing what people are talking about, seeing what people care about, because obviously sometimes the things that you care about aren't the same thing that other people care about, but it's just Mm -hmm. kind of being in tune and being in touch with just being in touch with what's happening. You know, I think it's super, super important. And, and I mean, also at the end of the day, just not taking yourself too seriously. I think that's also huge just kind of rolling with the punches, obviously taking your work seriously, but not, not don't OG, You know what I'm saying? We're all doing this like I think you lose it when you think that you're better than another freelancer because of your bylines or because of, yeah. of other stuff, you know what I mean? Because I know a lot of freelancers who don't have as many bylines, but who have really, really great stories, great yeah. projects, literally just putting it out on their own dial. Like, like super quick. I know someone who, who goes to Syracuse. She just graduated um shameless plug check her out her her blog is called the after party It nice. doesn't have any bylines with any major publications but i think the content that she puts out on her own blog is so fire that i mean her time is coming like it's only a matter of time before she you know gets that that nod but that's like i think about people like that that literally like, such, like just puts out fire content for the sake of putting out fire content. And you know, that's what I always tell people when they ask me, like, you know, how to get in with these publications or how to get a byline is just honestly, put out dope, can I curse? I don't know. I've been not cursing the whole time. Yes, 100%, 100%, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's for dope. Put out
1: dope shit, That's, that's that's the crux of the whole matter. You know, that's what this all hinges upon. Like, there's a lot of politics to this journalism shit, like a lot, but it's like, I think still at its core, if you put out dope shit, You could still get ignored, but odds are eventually someone will will give you that nod because it's dope. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a roundabout way to answer that question.
0: Yeah, absolutely.